gentlemen, welcome back to Water Cooler Talk, the only podcast on the internet that delves into the mystery and suspense that is Game of Thrones. Do not worry about fact-checking that point. No, just blindly follow me into the abyss. Joining us today on the podcast to discuss the rightful heir to the Iron Throne, Jane Helderson. Jane, Hello. welcome to the show. Hi, thanks for having me. Are you excited me. about coming on and discussing Game of Thrones? Not any news stories. So excited because <laughs> I've never seen any of the episodes. So Perfect. Yeah. Jane, you command the drums for one of Minnesota's hottest up-and-coming surf punk rock bands, Last Import, who just released their latest self-titled album and are going on their first major tour, Fast Times Tour, starting in June. Jane, you'll soon be going on the road with your bandmates, Grace and Emily. Among the three of you, who do you think is most deserving to sit atop the Iron Throne. I was hoping that you had seen Game of Thrones. I haven't, but I pick myself. Okay, that's, yeah. I mean, that's the only person I mean, I already sit on a on throne, throne for drums, so <laughs> I would be the most used to it anyways. It so would it make the most sense. sense. Yeah. Anyways, for those listening at home thinking that they have somehow downloaded the wrong podcast, do not fret. You are right where you need to be because, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Water Cooler Talk, the podcast where you always have to double check to see if you're listening to the right thing. But most importantly, the podcast whose main mission is to connect the world in conversation by taking the strangest, the weirdest, the quirkiest, most bizarre, and most unbelievable real-life news stories and opening up a discussion about some of the ideas presented in those articles. If you want to share a strange and interesting local news story yourself, comment your thoughts on one of today's stories or send me your HBO Go login. You can email us at watercoolertalkpod at gmail.com or connect with us on Instagram at watercoolertalkpod. Pod. Jane, are you ready to jump into the first I'm so news ready. story? This one, I actually want to read the article because it's so ridiculous. It's yeah. the Walmart story. This is from WEAU 13 News, Wisconsin. Mother, son, and dog arrested after chaos ensues in a Claire Walmart. Last night, shortly after 8.30 p.m., officers were called to a Walmart for a retail theft in progress. They were told a female and her dog had shoplifted items from the store. When officers arrived at the Walmart, they found the female, Lisa Smith, 46 years old, screaming in the entryway and trying to catch her dog, Bo. They also learned that her son, Benny Van quite the uh, name, 25-year-old, was in the store causing problems as well. In trying to figure out what happened, officers learned Smith, uh, Lisa Smith, had come into Walmart with her unleashed dog, Bo. While Bo ran up to customers, Smith erratically started pulling apart store displays and placing them in her cart. She was asked to leave by staff and left the store to perform karate moves in the parking lot. In the meantime, Bo, this is the dog, got a box of Jiffy Cornbread Muffin Mix and tried to leave the store. Smith was arrested and fought with officers. She also attempted to kick out a window on the squad car. So she's doing karate. She gets arrested. She's still trying to do karate in the car. Her dog is stealing cornbread mix. But what about her son? While this was occurring, Van had made his way to the back of the store and removed all of his clothing, exposing himself to the customers. Van retrieved new clothing from the racks, but did not purchase the items some theft there. When officers approached Van, he refused to stop and attempted to run over an officer with his scooter. Officers physically stopped the scooter and arrested Van. Smith was arrested for disorderly conduct, resisting arrest, and misdemeanor bail jumping. Van was arrested for lewd behavior, disorderly conduct, and retail theft. Bo, once again the dog, was caught by officers in the store and brought to the Humane Society. The dog was not charged, but police issued him a warning for the theft. I'm glad the dog wasn't charged. (laughs) I was really worried there. Jane, I want to ask you this. Is Wisconsin the northern Florida? Yes, actually. So on Go96, we did Wisconsin versus Florida of these like terrible headlines. Oh, really? Because they're both the worst. Wisconsin's obviously the worst. But Florida, (laughs) there's some crazy stuff that goes on there. So yes, it is the northern Florida. So yeah, we have a, here in Minnesota, we have that rivalry with Wisconsin, the Green Bay Packers. 
too. My aunt was the coach of the Gopher women's hockey team. Oh. So I hate the Badgers extra, and that's why I've hated Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And then just you slowly learn about all of the like weird, disgusting <laughs> things about the state. All the drunken scones. there's like some terrible, like my dad told me some stuff, and it's terrible. Like they had to make a law that you couldn't dig up a dead body and have sex with it because it wasn't a law and someone did it and they didn't get charged for it. <laughs> that's Wisconsin for Yeah. <laughs> wow. All right. I was just going to say like situations like this are the reason like people want to go pay extra for Target. Exactly. Because like maybe it's just Target has a really good PR team, but nothing like this ever happens at a Target. No. Target is fantastic. <laughs> like this is always like it's either Walmart or the Waffle House. Like exactly. crazy stories like this happen. Well, in Walmart, even here, I don't like to go to. Like the times I've gone, I just hate it. It just has that air of and being. And it's too big and like exactly. there's just too many things in the wrong places <laughs> and I just I don't like it. I feel like for regular people like you and me, like the only reason we go to Walmart is to potentially see a situation like exactly. this. I went there once for a sweatpants that my friend got from there and they were the comfiest sweatpants and they took them back from me. I was like, I need these sweatpants. And that's <laughs> the time I went to Walmart. And after that, I was like, that I didn't need to go there for that. I feel like Walmart, their PR team is just like, we have care. this, we have the comfy pants and exactly. we have crazy people. And that's, and that's, we love it. Yeah, that's what Walmart is. <laughs> that's who we are. Do you think that Lisa and her son Benny planned this the night before? That Lisa told Benny that her and her dog Bo would pull a Leon Spinks, create a distraction nobody would suspect, and then allow Benny to slip into the back of the store unnoticed? Or am I giving this mother-son-dog trio too much credit? I feel like they could have done that, but I also feel like they were probably just all on drugs, and this is what happened. Or they're just <laughs> that stupid. One well, of those options. Like, listeners, you can check out this new story in the description down below, but the mother, she's 40 six. I don't know if you saw the picture of the mother. She's gross. She does not look for that <laughs> She looks like there may be some meth involved. In oh, there. yeah. But anyways, Jane, that leads perfectly into our favorite game on the podcast. Oh, I'm so excited. Is this a con or am I just a dumb guy named Ron? The number one rated game show among people not named Ron, where I tell you about three potential cons and you have to decipher if the con is real or if the con was made up by a guy named Ron. If you are able to get two out of three correct, you will win our grand prize, which is a brand new car. Do you need a new car? Yeah, I need one for tour, actually. Is it a van? crap. It's a van. It's the perfect car for you. Wow, I'm so excited. The live audience is cheering you on. Yes. Just having a good time. But if you get two or more wrong, Jane, you legally have to change your name to Ron. Really? (laughs) Can it be my middle name? Sure, yeah. It's already Rose, so it's pretty close. Perfect. All right, we're signing the contracts right now. Everything is set in stone. Jane, are you ready to play? Is this a con or am I just a dumb guy named Ron? I'm ready. All right, this is potential con number one. So I'm going to list out three cons. I'm going to explain kind of what they are. You need to tell me real or fake. Got it. This con called the pig in a poke originated in the late Middle Ages, which entailed the conman selling a small pig in a bag to his mark, and then the mark later realizing they were sold a cat in a bag, and they way overpaid for the cat. They wouldn't open the bag to check? It's like a quick con. But like, a lot I of cons are pretty check. quick. When I got a cat when I was younger, we went to my neighbor's house, and they gave me a cat in a paper bag, and we opened it right away and made sure the cat was there. Oh, really? Yeah, that's just how they gave it to us. It was very weird. Well, this was the Middle Ages, as it says, so maybe they weren't as smart. They weren't, yeah, I mean... Is the pig in a poke? Real or fake, Jane? I think it's fake. It is real. Oh, it is? It is a real People con. Are dumb. If anyone wants to run that con, 
today, I feel like it would be pretty caught pretty quickly. Maybe they stapled the bag. Well, they don't probably didn't have. Staples. I feel like they tied it up. Yeah, you know, like in a burlap. Well, I guess sack. it would still move. And, yeah, pigs are a lot fatter than cats, though. Well, it's a small pig. What would they I don't do know. with I've the never... cat? Do you think after? I don't know. Maybe they just let it go. Probably. I feel like there's a lot of cats back in the Middle Ages that were just That's roaming the streets why. and they just caught it and be like, who knows? All right, Jane, are you ready for a potential con number two? You're so. 0 for one right now. I know. You're one more wrong Maybe answer I want away. Maybe my middle name to be Ron. Maybe <laughs> you I'm actually just... came in and said, I just want to be Ron. Exactly. This con called the Glim Dropper entails the conman going into a store and pretending to lose a glass eye in which everybody helps look for, but it's unable to be found. The common declares he will pay a handsome reward to anybody who is able to find the glass eye and return it to him. The next day, an accomplice goes into the store and finds the glass eye, and the store owner, aware of the reward, offers to buy it off his accomplice for less than what the reward would be. Jane, is this con, the glim dropper, real or fake? I hope that's real. I really enjoy that. It is real. Yes, ding, good. Ding, ding, ding. All right, we are going into potential con number three. Right. You're either going to win a brand new van or you're going to have to change your name to Ron. This con called salting entails the common planting gemstones or gold ore to entice the mark into buying worthless or non-existent land. During gold rushes, con men would load shotguns with gold dust and shoot into the sides of mines to give the appearance of rich ore, thus salting the mind. Jane, is salting a real con or not? I real. Fake. (sighs) It's fake. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Jane, Ron, Halderson, oh. that is not correct. Saltine is a real con. Well, why did you have to sigh? <laughs> I was tricking you. I don't want to give away that. a car. I, I we, this show doesn't have a huge budget. I can't give away cars willy-nilly. It also, uh, I don't know if you're a fan of Sneaky Pete on Amazon. No. Okay. <laughs> they did it. They did that con in the show. Oh. And actually, like, I tried coming up with a fake con, but it's impossible. Really? Like, legit listeners at home try to come up with a fake con. Well, and then you probably look it up, and then it's really yeah, somewhere. Yeah. Somebody's probably done it. It's probably not the same name. Like I was trying to like I was like thinking of a fun name, and then I was like, "This is what the con would be," and be like, "Oh, somebody's probably done that." Yeah. So it's really hard to come up with fake cons. Anyways, guys, that is how you play. Is this a con or am I just a dumb guy named Ron? Join us next time as we have the first appearance of our actual Ron on our show. Wow. And it goes very, very bad. Yeah. I, what does I, he do? Does he have? To, what does he change his name to then? If I don't know. It. He was just some guy called in and said, "Hey, my name's Ron. Really don't like being called a dumb Ron just because my name's Ron." Well, he can get so it's just like a very explosive interview. The Punches rest of the were Rons thrown. Are ruining it for him. Yeah, I was like, calm down, Ron. Yeah, I didn't name you Ron. Go by Ronald. Go there by go. Donald. Well, maybe not. Ronnie. Today. I would like to welcome to the Joe. The Joe. The Joe. I would not like. Rod. <laughs> I would like to welcome to the show Jane Helderson. She, along with Grace Baldwin and Emily Bjorky, formed the band Last Import, who recently released their full-length self-titled album, while also selling out the Twin Cities landmark Seventh Street entry. Congratulations on that, by Thank the way. Thank you. Uh, personally, I'm quite a fan of Stay Rad Pony Boy. Yes, that's a um, good one. I'm Thank a you. big fan of the the solo around the two minute mark. Isn't that sweet? Did you guys name it Rad? Put the Rad in the title because that was of that the solo? name. And then Emily just like threw that out there, and we're like, okay, yeah, that's the greatest solo you've ever done. Yeah, listeners who are uh, interested around the two minute mark, it just gets down and funky. Skip the rest of the song. <laughs> just go to the two minute mark. So you haven't seen Game of Thrones? No. What about The Walking Dead? I've watched part of that. Okay, so you have a good yeah. idea of what it is. Okay. Jane, yes. you, Grace, and Emily become stranded on the show The Walking Dead. Who do you believe would be the first member to be consumed by a zombie walker? Well, we actually, in our 
our money music video. What? It's a, yeah, I know, right? It's a zombie a good transition. music video. Yeah, and Emily was the first to die. And I think she would be. She's the most accessible, I feel like, to zombies. And just, She's like, right out there front and center. Exactly, yeah. And she would be. If we were standing like in front of zombies, she would have to be the front middle. So then it like looks right <laughs> when we're standing. Like when we're like, we're going to take you all down. She would, would be you, the first to go. Are you the type of person who, have you ever heard of that saying, like, if there's a bear in the woods, you just have to run faster than your slowest friend? Yeah. Are you that type of person? I try to be, except one time, <laughs> me and two of my friends were laying outside at my friend's cabin, like, just looking at the stars, and we heard a coyote howl. And so we all try to get up, and my friend in the middle grabs both of us by the hair, pulls us down, and then ran back in. <laughs> and we we're just like, are you kidding right now? Like, you just left us there? So I'd like to think that I would be. But also in dreams, whenever that situation happens, I always run so slow. And I can Except, never yes, run fast yeah. enough. And it's the scariest thing. And I hope that doesn't happen in real life. <laughs> I mean, the way I see it is if my friend dies, he's not going to be able to tell the story. Exactly. I'm going to be telling the story because I'm yeah. alive. So I can say I tried to save him. Exactly. I was fighting no off the bear. No one would know. Yeah, you can be the hero. But as you mentioned, you just released the music video for money. Listeners, you can watch the music video by visiting Last Import on Facebook or YouTube. Uh, whose idea was the zombie swarm? Warm. And how fun was it to try and play the drums as a zombie? It was fun. It was hard. I like to dance around and smile a lot. And you're very like, active on the drum. It's like a high. You like high energy. Yeah, but like good I usually energy. can't breathe. So like, I don't just know why this. I think this is playing like the this. drums yeah. very high. It's fine. Me playing guitar. I like do this and Jake's the whole, like, like no. bass. Yeah, and they're like no. But we, uh, the guy who did our music video, his Instagram name is Ray Champagne. But I went to audio school with him. And he was like, yeah, I'll make you guys a music video. And he just made a whole screenplay or like script or whatever. He was like, this is what I hear. Or this is what I see when I yeah, listen to this. That's cool. Yeah, I love like getting, you just kind of see it in your head. And that's yeah, so awesome. Yeah, when I love blood, I love guar. So I mean, <laughs> anything with blood is great. Anything with blood. I just wanted to be shower and blood. Yeah. Kind of like, oh, what is that movie? The Shining. Have you ever seen that one? Oh, yeah. Where the doors open. And, then and it's just blood. blood. Uh, listeners, if Jane's contagious energy is willing you to dance along to some new music, I highly consider checking out Last Impulse. Do it. Their music is available on all major streaming platforms, and you can follow along on their upcoming tour, the Fast Times Tour, by following them on Instagram at Last Import Band or checking out their website at LastImportBand.com. I also saw you guys just updated your brand new store. Yeah. Excited about super that. Excited. You guys got those really cool pins. Yeah, with Gigi. Uh, she's the Cherry Moon Press. She does all like the fetus and all the like fancy sparkly pins, and she comes into the fetus all the time. And I was like, please make us pins. There you guys go. Order so some pins. Yes. Uh, Jane, before we move on, I would like to ask you one final question related to music. Yes. Why do you think it's important that more women should be involved in rock music? I think, well, I mean, I am a counselor at a girls rock and roll retreat too, so. And that's how you guys met. Yeah, and so I think it's just really fun and I just think it's important because like it's not just a guy one. I mean, most of the bands I like are all guys and I try really hard to not do that. Like, Maria Brink from In This Moment, she's my favorite ever, but women are creative and make cool music and like it's fun to be in a band with girls like I've been in a band with guys and I've been in a band with girls and it's just a cool dynamic I feel like and we all kind of have the same mindset in a way when we're like writing songs and everything so very talented band guys check them out last import thank you are you ready to jump into story number two so ready all right I don't have my assistant today usually my assistant comes in throws a new story at me and then goes out do you want me to hit you with something uh no it's fine it's fine it's usually Ariana Grande who comes in of course yeah are you a Peppa Pig fan have you ever seen 
the show? I've seen it. I wouldn't say I'm a fan, but it's <laughs> if it's on, I mean, if I'm watching a child, then I'll watch it. You're yeah. digging. All right. Well, this is from CBC Parents Canada. One hour of Peppa Pig a day gave my child a British accent. In recent months, non-British parents have been reporting their child talking with a British accent, even though many of them have never left their hometown. Dubbed the Peppa Effect, based off of the sensationally popular English television show Peppa Pig, which features a cast of animal characters in a fictional English town, American children have begun to adopt a distinctly British accent based off of common words said by characters on the show, including tomato or zebra, said as tomato or zebra. That is my Peppa the Pig accent. And subtly carrying through the entirety of their vocabulary. Rebecca Thompson, a speech pathologist, stated, It is not unusual for children to mimic the sounds and conversations they hear around them. If the language they are learning comes from a source with a British accent and British dialect vocabulary differences, they could pick that up. Uh, She also added, Children are responsive to feedback, so if the parents are laughing and encouraging the way they pronounce words, they may continue. Thompson encourages any worried parents to follow the recommended screen time guidelines, which suggests no screen time until the age of two and no more than one hour daily for children between the ages of two and four. Jane, is the UK using Peppa Pig's cultural influence as a way to sow disillusionment into the minds of impressionable American children as revenge for the American Revolution? I'm sure that's exactly their thoughts. They were like, we're going to do this. Except I know I heard a story about how two parents like would just talk in an accent because they wanted their kid to have an accent. Really? And, yeah. And so like the entire time until they were like, I think like four or five at home, they would talk in a, like an accent. And then the child had that accent. Have you ever wanted to have an accent? I like listening to other people talk with it but people makes fun of how minnesotan i can be like, <laughs> like my cousins they just make me say words when they come visit they're like say roof say milk and they're like that's not how you say it i, I went to school in colorado and people really got on me about how we said bag bag yeah bag, bag. and they're like bag or I, bag that's i know I it's weird it. and i try to <laughs> yeah. say it how it people just say it. i'm like not that's not feel right. right uh but yeah that's like accents are i'm someone who's like a voice is awesome to me like if you have an awesome voice i like immediately like you exactly and accents are such a cool thing i don't think i would ever want my own kids to have an accent i would want them to speak like me exactly it'd be weird if they didn't and be like oh here's my british son yeah (laughs) i stole him uh but the one thing from the story is like i think our generation when we become parents we'll be like more conscious of like what our kids are consuming especially because there's so many ways to consume content like if you think about like literally every electronic somehow plays something. Well, there was the thing where, like, all those kids were finding that scary video with, like, the weird face about, like, like, the Momo or... Yeah. Yeah. Like, people just found that video. Like, it's so crazy. And then there's also the Slenderman thing. Yeah. Where, like, the two girls straight up just killed their friend. Exactly. For Slenderman. And, like, I just would play, like, Disney games when I was younger. (laughs) Just all of this stuff. Yeah, I never watched videos. I watched The Simpsons a lot. Like, Austin Powers and Goldmember was my favorite movie. Well, and that's the thing. It's, like, our parents I mean, we've had, what, TV for less than 100 years. Yeah. So, like, our parents didn't know, like, what would happen. It's like, there weren't bad parents, but I remember sitting down in front of the TV and watching, like, cartoons for hours straight. And there was, like, no studies that said, hey, this is going to, like, severely affect your kid later in life. Exactly. But I think I'm, I turned out fine. I watch a lot of TV still. That's fine. Well, when talking about that, like, when we're looking at the type of child content 
And obviously from when we were kids and even younger to, or even older than us were kids, like the content was, you know, like Rippy and Stenny and like yeah. Cat and Dog and like well, even like, like SpongeBob starting off was like there's like sexual jokes. Yeah. Well, yeah, but like you don't pick up on those until like now. I feel like a lot of the older movies too, like even if they were like rated R or something, they like really weren't or they were bad. But I guess like a lot of them don't seem as bad as movies now and like. They just seem weird. I remember watching Goodfellas. Yeah. Super young. Of course. I feel like that's the first movie where I heard like the F-bomb. And I mean, obviously there were a ton of them. But like, I remember that movie being so impressionable to me as a kid because it's like, wow, it's a whole new vocabulary. Just a different way of looking at the world very violently because kids like look at the world very open eyed and good. So that was like now looking forward, it's like, oh, that maybe wasn't the best movie for me to watch. That was like listening to Nugget by Cake. It would always come on. And my mom was like, this is my favorite one and then it would like it swears so much and she's like oh yeah this is a bad one but like it's still a good song so close your eyes put it. the ears over the exactly. or put your hands over the yeah. ears <laughs> when talking about that who do you think should be responsible for that type of content do you think the parents should be monitoring their kids and making sure what they watch is okay or do you think it's these companies these child companies do you think they should be like monitoring the content they create well I think there's some apps and stuff where you can like like what my mom does on my brother's iPad is you can do like parental locks and stuff so that kind of helps but I don't know I feel like companies make things so accessible and like too easy to find on some things just like where kids like will be watching a video and then it comes up on the side and it's like that should not be a video when I totally get it from like a company's perspective is you want your content to be everywhere exactly but then it's like oh sometimes that can be pretty hurtful yeah well and having like that kind of stuff they should just buy like baby stuff and like for kids stuff like just keep it nice like well, and the one thing I think people don't realize is, you know, those companies have to make money, obviously. Right. But then I think it's kind of a split on, you know, a company should be making good content, good child content that's like educational. But then it's also, you know, like you said, with the apps and stuff, it's up to the parents to kind of monitor what their kids are doing because it is your kid. Like you can't just... But it sucks like watching a kid. Well, I mean, like that's what a parent is. (laughs) (laughs) Just sucks. Kids Yeah, they're the worst. But just like having to like every, like since everything is so accessible, being like a parent, like watching over your shoulder, like obviously you don't want to be like, you could never use the internet until you're like this age. But like watching a child so much just seems Yeah, and I think it's, and it's one of those things where, you know, just like our parents, like, you're not a bad parent if you let your kid watch TV. It's like, you can't be watching your kid 24-7. You'd like to. figuring out things to do all the time. Like, I babysit for five hours, and I'm like, I don't know what else to do with you. Like, just sit and (laughs) Well, yeah, I think what Thompson mentioned, that kids two to four should have one hour of screen time. It's like, yeah, you would love to follow that, but it's like, it's not But it's like, also during that one hour, that's like the parents' time to be like, ooh, let me wash some dishes. Yeah, or or it's like, you just want to have a day to your yourself it's like i mean i don't have kids so i don't i don't know but like i feel like most parents want to date to themselves sometime it's also people realizing i don't think people realize how impressionable kids are oh i know if you like whenever somebody goes into therapy like the first thing they'll talk about is like how was your childhood because like your childhood creates so much of like who you are as a person it's a lot of things i feel like that you don't even remember and just like happened in the back of your head like every time there's anything on like a show about like how's your childhood it's like something you have to like close your eyes 
in like out. talking with this like Peppa the Pig thing, I think there was a mention of how even people any age will mimic other people's accent just because subconsciously you want to empathize with that person. So that's kind of the same when it gets down to kids. It's like kids are like at, at that age, two to four to five to seven are in that age bracket of they're starting to make connections. Like and they're, they're starting. Like, that's my friend on the TV. Yeah, exactly. And like they that. want to yeah. empathize with Peppa the Pig. They want to fit in with Peppa the Pig. And then there was also another study that said more kids get how they speak in their vocabulary from peers over family because you're trying to empathize with those peers. You're trying to speak similar to them. Yeah. Whereas when it's your family, you're like, oh, it's my mom and my dad, my right. brother, sister. I already have a connection with them, so I don't need to try as hard. Do you speak similar to your parents or do you feel like I it's think totally so. Different? My dad, he'll have an, like a pretty good Minnesotan accent sometimes. And my mom... I don't know. She talks normal. I don't know. <laughs> well, that's the thing with accents. We probably feel like we have a normal I don't even speaking. notice it unless it's like super like really like big Minnesotan something. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like I live here. Yeah. Like I remember when I was in South Africa. Also, another thing with accents is you get like so used to them. So when I first went to South Africa, like I could barely understand anyone. And they're all speaking, you know, in English, which is such a South African accent. And then like during the time you get used to it because you're hearing it all the day. And yeah. then well, you that's start like speaking. Fetus. Well. Yeah, we have all those incense. And like the first week I worked there, I was like, wow, it smells so good in here. And now I'm like, I smell nothing. And just people come in and, like, and smell. it smells fantastic. I'm like, oh, does it? Like, I don't think so. Yeah, but. it's just interesting how your like subconscious mind works with that. It's yeah. where you notice it so much, you just forget it's there. Exactly. It's so weird. To wrap up those stories, uh, for those in uh, mine and Jane's generations who may be able to connect with this story, having never watched Peppa the Pig, it's kind of similar to thinking The Office is a personality because you've seen it for or five times. Office is the greatest. It's not a personality though. I want to make that very clear. All the like Tinder friends? bios out there. I like. I like Friends. I just think it's not as great as everyone thinks it, it is. is as great. I grew up on Seinfeld, oh. which is like a completely different comedy. See, I tried to watch Seinfeld, and after watching Friends all the way through like five times it's just like I just can't watch it <laughs> well that's that's why I feel like if you like Friends you, you probably don't like Seinfeld and yeah. if you like Seinfeld you probably don't watch Friends so The Office not a personality Jane but a great show <laughs> a great show a great show not a personality are you ready to jump into our final news story of the day here Jane no no I am let's do it <laughs> no alright we are done yeah, let's wrap bye. it <laughs> alright this is from BBC News British woman faces Dubai jail over Facebook horse insult she did not insult a horse she she called her new husband her ex. She Is called her, her ex husband's new, new wife, wife a horse because yeah. there were a lot of people in the comments that said she got in trouble for insulting a horse. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> but no, it's her ex husband's new wife, which makes sense. Jane, have you ever gone to a Twitter feud or left a not so nice comment? Uh, probably. Well, do not go to Dubai. Leila Shavarish probably said that wrong, Leila. I'm, I apologize. Fifty-five I'm sure she's listening, so. <laughs> was flying into the Dubai airport to attend her former husband's funeral when she was arrested for two Facebook comments she made in 2016 under pictures of her ex-husband, Pedro Correra dos Santos, who remarried. Layla, who was married to Pedro for 18 years, had spent eight months living in the United Arab Emirates, which contains the city of Dubai, or otherwise known as UAE, before returning to the UK with her daughter, who had been fathered by the deceased husband. Under the pictures of her ex-husband and her new wife, and his new wife, Layla commented, I hope you go under the ground, you idiot. Damn you, you left me for this horse. Also, you married a horse, you idiot. <laughs> on a scale of 1 to 10, how do you think that insult is? Well, it depends on how much she actually looks 
looks like a horse. <laughs> like if she doesn't, then it's just dumb. But yeah. if she actually has like some sort of feature, like a longer face, yeah, kind of Sarah like, Jessica Parker in it. Exactly. Yeah. If she looks like a horse, then it's clever, and I like it. Under the UAE cybercrime laws, a person can be jailed or fined for making defamatory statements on social media. Layla had the potential to be sentenced up to two years in prison or fined about sixty-five thousand dollars, even though she had posted the comments while living in the UK. It was reported that Pedro's new wife, Pedro is the ex-husband, who lives in Dubai, had reported the comment to Dubai authorities. The chief executive of Detained in Dubai, who are considered the international authority of UAE law and consults with governments on proper handling of UAE legal issues, Rada Sterling told BBC News her team had asked Pedro's new wife to withdraw the allegations, but she had refused. She later added, the decision seemed quite vindictive, really. And then there was an update to the story because this happened earlier in the month. Okay. Layla's case was settled for about an $800 fine and she avoided any f jail time. Rada Sterling on those wishing to travel to Dubai. Anyone who you might have an argument with in the past, any maybe you don't even know, maybe you had a Twitter war with them, they can actually go through your social media and report you to the telecom regulation authority who could then take a police case against you. It's extremely risky. The fact is that almost everyone who visits Dubai is going to be in breach of those cyber laws and that means you could be subject to arrest. That's absolutely ridiculous for a country that wants to attract tourism. I think it's ridiculous that like a country needs an organization to explain their laws to other countries. I know. Yeah. That was like I was like when I read about like what she does, I was like, that seems if that's the case, maybe your country has some messed up laws. Well and I get like them wanting to like make it a safe place and like having online there not be any like fights or mean stuff, but to have people who come in be able to be charged with stuff and like like a horse comment. Like there's so many worse things someone could say. Well and say. that's the thing I was wondering is like who decides what's good and bad. Right. I wonder if they laugh too. They look at something like I'm gonna fuck this guy over <laughs> like yeah because yeah you. that's the thing it's like i've heard so much worse comments and insults on exactly. twitter and, and, well, it's and like, if you were married to someone for 18 years and got divorced yeah i would call the wife a horse <laughs> like yeah i would call her a lot of worse things i'm sure yeah she like, could have she could have went way bad. worse could have just gone with whore not even horse speaking of the uae kind of messed up laws here's a list of other similar stories jamie heron was sent to prison for three months for touching a man on the hip in a bar scott richards was arrested for trying to raise money to buy blankets for Afghan children because he was not part of a recognized charity. Keith Brown was sentenced to four years in prison for having a microscopic speck of cannabis stuck to the bottom of his shoe. And you can also get arrested for not paying a bill on time, taking a picture of someone without their consent, and touching another person. Uh, Sterling continues, you travel there and it's a facade is that it's all legal. Everyone does it and you think it's okay, but if you offend someone, they arrest you. So basically, Dubai and the UAE has He's created a system I'm where so like offended. everyone is a criminal yeah. and they kind of will arrest you based on if they like you or not. Jane, I want to ask you this. Do you think other countries should have a say in a country's laws if they violate basic human rights? I mean, I think each country is going to do whatever they want, probably. But, like, visiting there, they should have something like, if you live in America and you were a bitch to someone online, you should be able to go to Dubai and, like, not go Well, that's to jail. the thing. It's like, how do you know, like, if you're a bitch to someone online? Exactly. Like, it could just be, like, a funny comment and they could take it the wrong way. I don't know. I'm not going to go to Dubai. I'm not. Not either. Well, no. you have. You don't know if you had a Twitter feud, so 
play well, exactly. it safe. Um, I would like to point out that the UAE has been part of the United Nations since 71. And under the human rights section, the United Nations states, human rights are rights inherent to all human beings, regardless of race, sex, nationality, ethnicity, language, religion, or any other status. Human rights include the right to life and liberty, freedom from slavery and torture, freedom of opinion and expression, the right to work and education, and many more. So here's the thing, Jane. The UAE practices Sharia law, which is a form of law based around the Islamic faith and the words of the Quran. It's a law that's had its fair share of debates on if it's up to standard when we talk about the secular world. It's actually banned in Alabama, Arizona, Kansas, Louisiana, North Carolina, South Dakota, and Tennessee. All the states you would know that that was going to be banned. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Furthermore, based on a 2013 survey done by the Pew Research Center, most of those who support Sharia law believe that the law should not be applied to non-Muslims and that they support much of the laws having to deal with family and property disputes. They should do away with the severe punishments such as whippings and cutting off hands. 80 lashes is standard for anyone sentenced to a flogging. Jane, as Westerners, when we look at Sharia law in countries such as the UAE, are we overstepping our privilege and only focusing on the extremes? Well, I think the extremes is what makes everyone see it. What they're doing, I think everything they do is an extreme, and that's probably what they want. Do you think they like want that bad press, kind of just well, I bet whatever they don't press want bad press, press, but I bet they just want everyone to know. Like, kind of respect them? Exactly, yeah. But can you imagine if we had those laws here? Like, in the insane. U.S., no one would well, I mean, not be in I mean, jail. we had, like, a few hundred years ago, we had, like, we burned witches. But, like, the stuff they have, like, if there was, like, the don't say anything bad on social media, we would have no one in the U.S. that wasn't in jail. I feel like there's this, like, place where, like, for the longest time, even, like, the burning of the witches, even, like, the crusades and having holy wars over the holy land, like, religion and law has always been, like, combined. Yeah. And I feel like now that we're moving towards more of a secular world, a lot of countries are trying to separate those two things. And some countries are moving, obviously, a lot faster than other countries. When I think this is kind of the case is where, you know, a lot of the Western countries are able to separate those two things where we don't beat up people or we don't beat up people based on the word of God. Exactly. But I think the important thing is here is we can't really be always pushing our Western values on other civilizations. Because right. if you like look at the Islamic civilization, they're trying to have their own battle where it's like, oh, I either follow Sharia law to a T, or if I don't believe in the law, if I'm kind of against it in some way or form, people will be like, oh, well, if you don't follow this, then obviously you're against Islam and the word of God. And I think that's like a tough situation. So then when the West comes in and they're like, hey, don't do these things, they're like kind of felt like they're in the corner, right? Oh, you're telling us what to do. It's not even your country. And that's where you get like countries kind of shoot back out and like bite the hand that's trying to help them with quotation marks around that. I feel like we have a lot of like extremists here too. And people who try to push religion on people here and like people who obviously don't and so i think i don't know why people have to be so angry i mean i get it because that's what you believe in and like everyone should believe in the same thing is what people when i, I feel think like people want, gets but... like so like there's the west baptro baptist yeah what's it called what is, let me look it up i should know attila has a song saying like fuck them west, west baptist. baptist yes there yeah. you go like them they firmly believe 
that their way of life is the right way of life. And that's fine for them, but like pushing things on other people and like doing protests and stuff, especially with religion and there's so many different ones. I just it's just a waste of time. And then, yeah, that's exactly. It's like people who understand that hey, you can believe whatever you want to believe, you can be whoever you want to believe. Exactly. are a lot more peaceful in the world where those people it's totally fine if people want to believe that thing. Like oh, Yeah, people should believe in yeah, whatever they want to. As long as it's not going against laws and going like hurting people and, and causing destruction people. and yeah. harassing. That's totally fine. Like when you get to, you know, the Islamic countries, I think it's important that they retain their tradition and values. Oh, but yeah. if they want to be a part of the UN, you can't just have the benefits of the UN without having like the regulations that come with being in the UN. Exactly. I don't think most people realize, but Dubai is like the city of riches built on like the backs of slaves. So it's like, yeah. who are they to say that they're better than everyone else and can kind of be like, hey, what we're doing is right. Exactly. Like when we talk about change, change is slow. When we look at history and what change does in history, it's very slow. Yeah, it sucks that a woman gets arrested in Dubai for calling her ex-husband's new wife a horse. And that's like, it shouldn't, that shouldn't, I want to like say, yeah, that's fine because history is slow, but that shouldn't happen. But we no. need to realize like change will take some time. Like it took a long time for blacks to be able to vote for women to be able to vote mm-hmm. it just didn't happen overnight stuff like this will happen but it will get better i think that's the important right. thing to focus on yeah i think we had a kind of like a good say on believe what you want to believe exactly yeah but be kind to people and it's a great message for the day <laughs> that's the message to lead with be kind don't be a dick and rock on uh to end the story those involved in social media beefs just rein in those comments a bit to avoid being saddled a criminal in the uae because otherwise you're long face will be thrown in the slammer and even if you cry until your voice goes hoarse the uae won't care nay they won't that was good it's a little horse joke yeah, there like for all of you. uh jane thank you for taking the time out of your busy schedule to share your perspective about some of the strangest and most interesting news stories that the world has to offer in a fun and meaningful discussion Thanks for having me it's a pleasure to have you once again listener if you are in need of some quality surf punk rock look no further than jane's band last import make sure to get their new self-titled album and buy tickets for their upcoming tour the fast time tour with shows in minneapolis Chicago, Detroit, Indiana, Pennsylvania, New York, West Virginia, Tennessee, Missouri, Iowa, and potentially more cities to be added? Is that... Oh, we added more, so that's it. Awesome. All right. Well, Water Cooler Talk (laughs) fans, I know from my analytics, we have listeners in all of those places except West Virginia, those damn country roads. So if you better all come. If you guys don't come... Yeah, so if you guys go to one of their shows, mention Water Cooler Talk sent you, get a picture, and we will feature you here on the podcast. Do it. Jane, what is the dream venue you wish to perform at one day? Well, we've played in the main room in the palace. I think the armory would be fun. Or Red Rocks. Oh yeah, or Red Rocks moon. would be awesome. On the moon, I like the literal moon. The literal moon. The first ever concert on the moon. Yes. That would be pretty dope. It would be. We have a spacey song, so like you could play that <laughs> up there. Anyways, thank you for all my listeners for listening to another episode of Water Cooler Talk, the only such podcast on the internet, hosted by myself and guest hosted today by Jane. Thank you very much. Thank you. Where we take the strangest and most interesting real life news stories from around the world and just try to have a good old conversation about some of the ideas discussed in those bizarre news stories. For all my streaming listeners, to make sure to head over to our Facebook at facebook.com slash watercoolertalkpod for other fun little nuggets of content from this episode with Jane or follow us on Instagram at watercoolertalkpod to see that content as well. And once again, if you'd like to reach out to the show with a strange local news story or if you just want to share some of your own comments, you can do so at watercoolertalkpod at gmail.com. Jane, it is custom around here for the guests to close out the show. You can do anything that you think seems fit to close out the show, but the floor is yours. Like, like I should sing? Or I should like if you want no, to sing, sing. Um, <laughs> but whatever if you want to tell a story if you want to give some advice if you want to promote something
something else? Um, yeah, yours. I would like to promote our uh, direct-to-vinyl we're doing. You can buy them on our website at lastimportband.com. And if you pre-order one for $25, you get a customized 7-inch with a specialized message at the beginning. Ooh. Yeah, and then we record every single take. Like, we don't just record a song and put it on each one. Every single one is live and directly to it, and people can pick the song that they want. And then we get money, too, and we record on our tour and it's in New York, and it'll be sweet. And it's like a live sessions type recording. Yeah, so we'll be like, hi, Adam, thank you, like, blah, 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 and then we play whatever song you pick. So if That's we mess cool. up, a good idea. if we yeah. like, do anything, it's all on there. When you guys are super famous and rich and famous, you can, sell you can be like, a bunch of money. What? Look at, they messed up so much. Yeah, look how much <laughs> they sucked. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, thank you for listening to another episode of Water Cooler Talk. We are on a 10 straight week episode tour here, so we will be back next Thursday. But until then... Peace. This is the story of a podcast that takes weird news from across the world. And while many of these stories may seem fake, they're absolutely not because they're real.